welcome to the Nerd Party. Hello everybody at home and welcome to Second Contact, a Lower Decks commentary podcast. I am your co-host Tristan Riddell and with me as always is Charlene Schmidt. Charlene, this is episode two of season two, and we are dropping it on the day that the episode dropped. And we're also, hopefully, if you're listening to this, you also saw that we dropped episode one today as well. That's right. You're getting a double header just because last week was a little messy. Now we're back on track. This is what you can expect from here going forward. And I am absolutely excited. I, I was kind of, we didn't really talk. In the last episode, we didn't really talk at the end. We didn't do too much of a wrap-up where, like, what we thought of the episode. Although we did it while we were watching, I was kind of lukewarm yeah. on the episode. I was just kind of like, eh, you know, but yeah, with this one. it was okay. Yeah. But this one, wow. Yeah. We're loaded here. There's oh, my gosh. There's a lot going on. Yeah, these 24 minutes and 38 seconds are going to go by so fast. And I already predict we by no means are going to be thorough <laughs> where there's just simply no way we can attack everything in the amount of time we have for this commentary. This one has so much going on and it's so much fun. And I can't wait to watch this one over and over and over and over. Yeah, I'm planning on if I have the time, like, because I watched it this morning and then we're going to watch it just now. Mm-hmm. And I'm planning on watching it a third time tonight if I can sneak it in once my girls Same go to here. Sleep. Now, <laughs> do you watch it with your spouse? Is that what you do? No, she's she oh. is not a this is not really for her. Like she'll watch Discovery with me. Uh okay. but this is so much of an homage to previous Trek that so much is lost on her that she doesn't really enjoy it. Oh, that's too bad because I know you two were watching TNG for a little while and I thought maybe that would be just enough to carry over to where she would really understand lower decks. Now, my husband has not seen a whole lot of TNG and he does not get a lot of the references. Nevertheless, tonight over dinner, we'll watch lower decks and he still laughs. He still gets some of the jokes, but I do kind of wonder if an episode like this is going to be so much over his head that he's not going to enjoy it as much as I will. Well, you'll have to report back next week when we tackle episode three. But how about we move forward and tackle episode two right now? Let's do this. So for those of you listening, you can either watch along with us or you can just listen because we'll be entertaining either way. So how we do it is we queue up the episode on Paramount Prime or however you're watching it. And as soon as the Paramount Prime, wait. Paramount Plus, that's, whatever it's called. Yeah, maybe that's the next iteration. They'll merge with Amazon or something, and it'll be Paramount Prime. I mean, really, oh who cares? Just just more and more mega corporations. So uh-huh. we queue it up to after you see the rating. So this one will say TV 14, violence, and then it'll fade away, and you hit yes. play. Let's actually, actually violence. you would hit pause. You would hit pause to queue it up, and we'll give you a countdown to three, two, one, and then you hit play. Then we all hit play, and off we go. Yeah. All right. So, Shar, are you ready? I am ready. Are you ready? I am born ready. All right, here we go. (laughs) Three, two, one, play. Bam. Okay. (sighs) Ah. So right off the bat, I'm just like, ooh, okay, why are they in towels? What's going on? Let's talk for a short moment about the idea that we have communal sonic showers. This is the first this time we're seeing this. 
this scares the crap out of me. Like, I don't want a future where communal showers still exist. (laughs) I did find it a little surprising just because I was always under the impression that everybody had their own sonic shower just based on past portrayals. Now, we're Americans. We are not used to public nudity. I would love to know from our overseas friends, particularly maybe in Europe, where maybe this isn't as taboo of a thing. Is this a big deal or isn't it? Because I kind of feel like our own sensibilities are getting in the way of enjoying this. But I do well, love yeah. how the sonic distortion censors everything. That's so clever. Yes, yes. Like it's not it's not a sensor bar. They're not blurring anything. It's just the sonic. It's yes, the sonic so good. So, sort yeah. of like when they have the unnecessary censorship toward the end of season one. They don't, they bleep words they don't have to. I don't remember that. Do you remember that one? Uh, it was episode eight or nine. So I don't even know why the setting would be able to go that high where they're getting a nosebleed. But I don't know. Yeah, okay. That's a lot of thing about the Cerritos that really confuses me because, you know, like we've seen, we've talked about this before, but like, you know, we've seen in Voyager where, you know, lower deck you know, officers, they would just Mm -hmm. share a room. Like you'd have a roommate. We saw it in TNG. We saw it in Voyager. And so I don't understand why on the Cerritos, they have a hallway. They don't even have a room. They don't even, they're not (laughs) even sharing a room. They're sharing a hallway. It's just, that's just insane to me. Yeah. Is the ship really that small? I mean, we really haven't seen a a massive bunk situation like that since maybe Star Trek six, where everybody's falling out of their beds in the Excelsior. But at least even in that, they had a contained room. (laughs) This is true. So I don't know. What kind of a statement are we making about the Cerritos right now? Yeah, it just, that just, (laughs) I know it, it, it adds to the, to the feeling of the show. It gives them a communal space where they can continually talk and interact even when they're sleeping or even when they're having their morning ablutions. I mean, you're going to get to know them, your, your bunk mates very well in every way. (laughs) (laughs) so i love the design of this automated ship because it doesn't look like anything we've ever seen before it's very different it doesn't even really look so much like a ship no very compartmentalized so there are almost a distracting level of easter eggs eggs. oh for real and i can imagine this is the day that this episode is released that folks at trek core and the real hardcore nerds are spending countless hours freeze-framing every little thing to get every single one of those references. I mean, there's so many, you can't catch them all on one view, which is what we're doing right now. This is our second viewing right now. So which of those artifacts stood out to you on the first viewing? Which ones were the most obvious? I think uh, Khan's necklace of the Delta Shield. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I that, was, that, that was pretty front and center. But then you also see the... The game device that Wesley, you know, and uh, Ashley Judd fought against. Um, yes. I saw all of Worf's uh, Klingon uh, weapons in the back. Uh, it uh-huh, was specifically okay. all the ones that he's used. And, oh, okay, I'm blanking on tons of other stuff. But, like, you saw, like, I think you saw some Bojitsu stuff. And... Uh, Riker's trombone. I mean, it was a lot of it was a lot of like Federation, so much Starfleet stuff. stuff. Obviously, that's why we recognize it. But yeah, how how cool is this? Is that it's the uh, the first Tamarian in Starfleet? Yes, so cool. It does seem like they've sort of gotten the translator working at least better. Yeah. And my big question is is especially after this episode, is he going to be like the Kenny 
of this show where they're going <laughs> to constantly kill him and find a way to bring him back because they've already pulled a Tasha Yar. Shax died in season one, as did Tasha. And now we've got this guy. But I can't wait to get to know him. Yeah, I hope he sticks around. I hope that he's not just, I hope they don't pull like a, you know, professor of the dark arts in Harry Potter where you get a new one every nah. year. I, I, I would no. like to get to know him. Absolutely. Yes. Now we're back on the Titan. We're delving right back into the adventures against the Packleds. Yeah, and- <laughs> I, I do like that they they definitely show that this is a different kind of ship like the titan is not the enterprise d like that's kind of a big focus of the episode is oh that, yes like there is constant action and it kind of is a commentary i feel like and don't take guys don't take this too literally but <laughs> i feel like it's it's a commentary on new trek versus old trek and movies versus tv of star trek that's how i interpreted it the latter yeah. tng versus the movies the Titan is the movies, and then, of course, then everything else, the more humdrum, the the concerts and the acting yeah. and what have you, that's all TNG. And isn't it interesting that Riker is in command of this vessel? So we have a, a the Mars rover, not the Mars rover, I, I'm sure it's something else, like it's called, what is it called? Like, um, It does look like a Mars rover, though. It is a Mars rover, but I can't remember the name of it. Oh, which one? Uh, ah, yeah. that's a good question. I'm blank. I don't think it's Pathfinder. Maybe it's Opportunity. I'm not sure. We're going to have to look this up when we're done. <laughs> or folks, chime in. Always add yeah. us on Please Twitter. Do. I'm O the Profanity, and Tristan's I'm, the Insane Robin. That's right. So the guy in the in the in the 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 gold, he kind of looks like the guy in the security officer in First Contact. A little I, bit. He, he looks. I can see a, it. He's. I think he's. Pre- He's he would be much older now, so he's probably too young to be that guy. But he, he, that's who he kind of reminds me of. It, it's maybe his younger brother. There you go, or something. <laughs> yes, I mentally am trying to take note of how many Boimler screams we get in this episode because there's a lot. I'm here for it. I love it. So this is like it. <laughs> I I love that Boimler's on the Titan, and we all know it's it's. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, that painting of the, the sexy <gasps> painting. That was a binar. Yes. Yes, it was. Also Chateau Picard. So many things we can be pointing out here. Then you have the salt monster. Yes. There's the trombone in the background. Are. What? Yeah, what's with the sh- red shoes? I don't whose know whose shoes, who shoes those are. Oh, the, is that Odo's that. bucket in the right? It could be. What, why is Odo in there? <laughs> well, no, I don't think Odo's in there. It's his bucket. He gave yeah, up his bucket okay. a long time ago. Now, this is the funniest thing of the entire episode. Kalis's fornication. He's a fornication helmet. helmet. It's like, ooh, safety first. <laughs> I I was I was alone in my room and I lost it. I laughed so <laughs> freaking hard. I laughed out loud so many times while watching this episode this morning. It is genuinely funny, and especially for those of us who have the in-depth Trek knowledge, all the things that we can notice, man, they're killing it. They're killing it. This is this is very much a love letter to the fans. But as I said before, it's almost to a distracting degree where I can't focus on what they're talking about because I keep looking in the background. <laughs> you could take several minutes and pause and just look for everything. But you know what I'm going to do instead of that is just rewatch it 
It's got yeah. such a high rewatch value. I want to see something new every time. And that way it's going to be exciting every time. So there's an episode of Angel. The, the spinoff from Buffy the Vampire Slayer where Angel is turned into a puppet. Oh, and okay. It's one of the, the best episodes. It's hilarious. And this <laughs> immediately reminds me of that. Except he was able to like walk around like a Muppet. And oh, like wow. talk and everything like that. <laughs> this paints an absurd picture. I've not watched Angel. That's so strange. I, it kind of makes me it, wonder like if they missed the opportunity of having this guy actually be able to talk and interact with him as a puppet. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe that's another time. Who knows? I mean, on this show, you really can do anything. I do like, I can never remember this guy's name. The guy who's kind of challenging Oh, um, golly. You know, last week we Mariner. couldn't remember Dr. Ta'ana, the doctor. Yeah, the, right. Yeah. And this guy, yeah. I do like this competition between the two of them and the way this storyline resolves. There's a very good message here. I, I, I like how it resolves because I feel like Tindy and Rutherford fall into the background a little bit too much. And it mm-hmm. just becomes the Mariner show. And especially if Boimler's not there. But Certainly. one thing I really like is that Mariner needs to be knocked down a few pigs every once in a while. <laughs> she kind of does. And this guy is kind of the perfect foil where they're butting heads, both for very good reasons. They have very different yeah. approaches. But then the way they come together later yes. and count on their more junior officers, even though they're all lower deckers, that's a very Starfleet message that everybody is valuable. Everybody has their gifts and that everybody needs to work together. That's how the missions work. Five daycare centers. He's like, you're talking about the D? The flagship? <laughs> yeah, the D. The D. <laughs> this this very much feels like the fans who, you know, just want like the, the space battles. They just want the phasers and they just want uh-huh. the torpedoes and they just want the action. And and then there's that <laughs> other, uh, you know, section of the fandom who is just like, no, I like I want to watch an, a two hour movie of them talking around a, a conference table. <laughs> There's there is a middle ground, people. Like there, where's in that Star Trek? Yes. Speaking of which, do you think there is such a thing as a balanced TNG movie? Because I feel uh, like they all went to some extremes. I think generations. That might be the closest thing, huh? Like I, we I, have the I gimmick of Kirk. Yeah, they have the gimmick of Kirk. You have the action, but. You have the space battles, but at the same time, that's not the main focus of it. It's not overloaded with it. You have a lot of people. You have Kirk and Picard talking back and forth. You have uh, Data battling with his emotions. Uh, you have some really badass moments with Riker saving the day. Um, True. I guess not. He. I guess he didn't technically save the day. He was just the captain. But at the time. I mean, he was. Yeah. yeah, he was in command of the ship. But then the D is destroyed. <laughs> Yeah, and you see, like, the D is destroyed, so that's huge. But I feel like you get a lot of philosophical stuff, like, you know, like, time is a fire in which we grow. We're going this off topic true. here, but yeah. We I'd say really that- are. We <laughs> could be focusing, I don't know, on the show. Roombas make it into the future. Roombas, and also giant Spock from the animated series. <laughs> <laughs> so he did not have a good end. Uh, somebody Apparently took his Apparently not. <laughs> Things did not go well. But and yeah, they're going to go a- even worse here. When I when I saw the things floating around, I was like, that looks like my Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> At first I thought, are these just drones? And then later yeah. on, no, they're confirming that these are in fact Roombas. I love that he puts on Kalis's sex helmet. Yeah. And... 
It looks because, good on him. Not gonna I mean, lie. after I would immediately do that after I just scoured it with Purell and Clorox wipes, but that I would I mean, wear it. I yeah, wear it. that's probably a good precaution to take because you don't know where that thing's been. Yeah. So I do love because you know there's there are some animated series fans out there who are like diehard animated series fans, hardcore, and I'm not a, a fan really, um, but I don't hate on it. Uh, but I love that Lower Decks makes continual references to it. Absolutely. It acknowledges that, yes, there is another animated series out there. And what what better than another, the next animated show to give the wink and the nod? I love that they don't make this guy. I wish I could remember his name. I, I love that they <laughs> don't make him a jerk. He's not the obvious antagonist. He's right. not. Because it's kind of like when you have a love triangle and the girls with her boyfriend, the boyfriend's an obvious, horrible person. And you're yeah, like, gee, sure. I wonder which way this is going to go. I like that. Like, they could have made this guy really stuck up, you know, really just a a foil to her in the sense that we all know that she's going to, quote unquote, win. But they're equally yeah. matched just in different ways. No, it's perfect because they're both trying to do the same thing, just with a very different approach. Mariner's got her... I want to ride, ride by the seat of my pants, face obstacles as they come kind of a thing. That's how she thrives. He wants to be more by the book. And of course, they're going to butt heads about that. <laughs> it kind of reminds me, <laughs> like when he says you're clearly Starfleet in, yeah. in the mine, um, it makes me think of that Enterprise episode where uh, Trip goes undercover in a mine oh, and yeah. the guy doesn't fall for it for a moment. And then he's like, hey, we should go to a <laughs> meeting. And he's like, here we introduce the Enterprise's Trip Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> I just appreciated how he got Boimler got called out just because his hands are too soft. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, maybe he used some lava and has a really good hand cream. You don't know. What do you think about the packlets being an actual threat now? It's interesting. I'm not completely sure if I'm sold on it, but right now I'm okay with it. How about you? I'm fine with it. I think it would be weirder if we saw it in live action, but in animation, I, I'm fine with it. Yeah, this is true. It would be absurd to see it on a live action series. <laughs> Here, they are just barely able to get away with it, I feel. And of course, they bond over making fun of Ransom. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's becoming a common pastime, isn't it? So I think in this room, there was a dead Lincoln, like there was Lincoln's corpse. Like Space oh, Lincoln, was there? Most likely. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have to look. Yeah, for that's this. Lincoln's. That's Lincoln's. Um, oh, there. Yeah, the beard. Skull. <laughs> oh <laughs> beard. <my> God. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. Again, gonna have to watch this several times just to even get maybe three quarters of the references we're getting here. So yeah, I do like <laughs> this. The the handoff to to Tendi and Rutherford, and they, yes. it's not ju- it's not brute force. It's not. Like, let's run away or like, let's just power through it. It's no, let's use our heads. Yeah, it really is kind of that perfect win, win, win situation. Also, you know, they're going to sell that doll. Oh, absolutely. I want to see lots of those plushies. I never get tired (laughs) of seeing Riker in the captain's chair. I never get tired of it. Now, as much as I love seeing this alien next to Riker, where is Troy? I understand she has a life and is probably off shift, but 
even if she doesn't have a line, why can't we see her, man? I thought the same exact thing. I was just like, if Marina Sirtis wasn't available to record, you could at least just have her sit in the chair. Right? I mean, are they on that tight of a budget to where they can't pay the rights for her likeness or something? Is that it? Oh, that's interesting. I didn't really think about that. That could be a thing. It might be. But even so, come on, man. If you're throwing in all this other stuff, give us two seconds of Troy, please. We know she's on the ship. (laughs) I did love it. I felt like it was kind of an homage to TNG where on the Cerritos, you have the therapist sitting next (laughs) to Freeman. Yes. And and like he's wearing his normal clothes. Like he's not in uniform. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And, And you're also asking yourself, like, why on earth is this therapist on the bridge and you're like oh wait why was deanna on the bridge well yeah and do we even know if this guy has a rank because at least troy had a rank well we didn't know that though until like the episode disaster oh no that's not true that's not true because you're right it's not true in the first season we saw her in her cheerleader outfit yeah yeah yeah. she she had she had pips on but we didn't realize she was a lieutenant commander until oh wait no what she it doesn't matter she was probably a lieutenant commander and (laughs) In the in the first season, I can't remember. Well, it doesn't become important until the episode disaster when she has to right. take command of the ship. Right. Yes. You're right. I love how in in sci-fi they use some sort of like heat or acid or plasma uh-huh. torch or something like that to open up a hole in something and it cools instantly. <laughs> it, it's perfect. Also, they make a perfect circle. They drill their yeah. way through and it's like, absolutely pristine every time yeah because that's you don't exactly have to worry how it would go right yourself or anything yeah yeah no <laughs> Kayshawn when he became, he became a puppet, a puppet. <laughs> possibly the best line in this episode I th- yeah it's I now I oh, we haven't even talked about what? Freeman and her evaluation saying that she micromanages people does she I guess maybe oh I think definitely. I think yeah. she definitely does. I, I, I think this is an interesting commentary on why people become micromanagers or why they choose not to. Because a lot of people hate being micromanaged. And yet she's responsible for all of their lives. And so how could she not? Because if she lets it go, this is what happens. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think this was going to happen no matter what. Oh, I the, mean, that's the, possible. The collector stuff. Yeah. Oh, Boimler scream. <laughs> I have lost count, by the way. Like, I, okay, when, when it became obvious that they were going to do the double thing, <laughs> I was, I was kind of bewildered. I was just like, wait, really? We're doing this? Like, I've, we're, we're, we're going to do this? And then as soon as I realized that they were doing this, I was like, oh, this is how they get him back to the Cerritos. I was like, that's weird. I honestly was not expecting it. I think it's fantastic just because we have Riker on the Titan and, Later on, he says, this is something I can relate to. I, no, I, I, think just... it's, I think it's funny, but I would have been fine with Boimler saying, you know what? This is too crazy for me. Like, <laughs> I got I to gotta go back to the Cerritos. And I hate <laughs> that they demote him. Why on earth would they demote him? I don't know. That is very unclear. What is going to be fun, though, is seeing how Titan Boimler reunites with Cerritos Boimler, how they're incredibly different as opposed to Will and Thomas. We got the lean. We got the lean. (gasps) That's the lean. Yes. Yeah, it was so cool. It was, I laughed seeing that. I love, love the lean. Also the star field, the way the star streak by, I'm never going to get tired of that on this show, the way they do it. 
Like with the rainbow effect? Yeah. Yeah. Again, much more colorful this season. I know they yeah. were doing that last season, but just, oh man, the palette is just so much more vibrant this year. I love it. I definitely miss that in Discovery and Picard. Like, because they, they made the warp effect almost exactly it, like Star Wars. It's just, mm-hmm. yeah. I definitely yeah. I like that lower decks stayed true to that. Yeah. It's good stuff. So he changes his name to William. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's completely sucking up right away. I, so, I You know that we're going to see William Boimler in the future, and he's going to be like a lieutenant commander by then. He's going to be like <laughs> highly decorated. You know he's what I can't be- wait for is the Second Chances-esque episode where he comes back to the Cerritos and tries to reconnect with his girlfriend or what have you, and it's going to go horribly. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to know her, um, the, the two-tone face woman. Uh-huh. I would love to know more about her species. Yes. I love the note. I'm not a doll. Do not play, <laughs> Do not with, play me. with me. <laughs> and that's the first thing he does. Y- yeah, of course. <laughs> that's right. Read the sign. <laughs> Nobody reads signs. So this is hilarious. I love this touch of street corn. It is so very LA. But no, like the, just like the, on the, the pip. He said he's like, whenever you see someone oh. with the wrong amount of pips, it's just usually it's usually just <laughs> delicious street corn. How that's again, that's another thing. That is such a deep cut that it's just for the fans where you're just like, now forever, whenever we go back and, and see yeah. um Cole Is it Meany, corn or a yeah. pip? Is it a pip? Or does <laughs> does the chief just have the wrong rank or is it just street corn? Yeah. You're right. That is such a good deep cut so funny because like even even uh mariner got double promoted last season and all of us were asking ourselves why did she get double promoted how is that a thing and rutherford just calls it out just right then and there and so she must have had street corn you know on her (laughs) on her pip the whole time we're gonna have to go back and see if the pip is just slightly oddly shaped not quite right (laughs) wouldn't it be amazing if they actually did do that i i I can't imagine they went to that level of detail but (laughs) oh my gosh if they had whoa that would have been funny. That's like seeing Nibbler at the beginning of uh, Futurama. <laughs> I do appreciate that Mariner's so glad to see her friend back, but is still going to give him crap about abandoning her. She, I don't know. She's letting him off way easier than I expected her to. Like, I expected some real emotions here, but she's just mildly pissed off. Well, she's calling him names. Him. She's doing it lovingly. See, she's calling him a backstabber. Now, that said... I have a feeling there's going to be more of a heart-to-heart later. Maybe next episode where they can really start be. hashing some things out. Well, Chaka, <laughs> when the walls fell. I do wonder if these references are going to get old or if they're going to get so creative with it that it's going to be hilarious every time. I'm hoping it's the latter. I think I trust them enough to get creative with it. Me too. I mean, they kind of went for the more obvious stuff this time. So now they have to come up with new stuff. Keyshawn, when he turned into a puppet. <laughs> oh man, I really, I really enjoyed that episode way more than the first one. So this one kind of, it wasn't. I was not worried. Like when I saw the first episode, I wasn't worried. I didn't think like, oh god, this season's gonna suck or they lost their touch. Like I knew yeah, they would no. come back, and this is just proof that they they do come back. Yeah. Oh, I think we're in full gear right now. This is if this is the way season two of Lower Decks is going to go. This is like Lower Decks on steroids compared to what they did last season. I'm all about it. 
Mike McBann said in an interview recently, look, we're just picking up right where we left off and then we're going full speed ahead. We have no more setup we have to do. We're just going with this show. And if this is the way that it's going to keep running, oh man, we're in for a treat, you guys. This is going to be a fantastic season. Very, very excited. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Please, please subscribe to us and uh, and listen to us. Download and give us a rating. If you can give us a review, that would really, really help on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can find us on every major podcasting uh, service. And you can also find our RSS feed if you want to add us manually to one that we're not. You can go to the nerdparty.com slash second contact. And from there, you can figure out how to contact us. You can email us or you can find us on social media. Shar and I already gave you our uh, handles, but you can find the main show account at join nerd party. And you can find us at the nerd party on Instagram as well as Facebook. So what are your predictions for next week, Shar, since they're not giving us previews anymore? Uh, okay, yeah. First off, why no previews? I don't know. I'm, I'm I, I sad. I, I want <laughs> just a little taste of what's coming next. Please, pretty please, cherry on top. My prediction for next week. Hmm. I want a little more hashing out between Boimler and Mariner. And you know what I really want? And maybe this isn't happening next week, but I feel like we should have a really big Rutherford story and or a really big Tendy story. Let's put them in the spotlight this season. Yes, give them give one of them an A plot. Yeah. And and let Boimler and Mariner have a B plot. Like I think they did that once before in season 1. So like let's Yeah, let's, let's flip keep that. doing that. I would love that. How about you? What do you have for predictions? I want I have no predictions other than one want. I want to see the fornication helmet just one more time. I think <laughs> I want to see it make an appearance. You just want to see who's wearing it, right? That's right. I want to see them come out and, and then like quickly take it off like, oh, wait, I'm still wearing this. You know what I really want to see now that you mentioned it is I want to see somebody sanitizing that thing. <laughs> Somebody's coming out of the holodeck with that on. That's exactly I, right. I mean, let's get real freaky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Please tune in next week for episode three and for our commentary of it. That's right. We will be here. And I'm already excited for it. I am loving the season so far. Oh my God, give me all the lower decks. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.